Good morning and welcome to the Bible Broadcast. I'm Mark Lindley, preacher of the Chapman Church of Christ. I'm very glad you're in the listening audience this morning. I hope the things taught on this program will be helpful to you. Before getting into the study, I would like to invite you to our services at Chapman. We meet each Sunday morning for Bible study at 10 o'clock. Our regular worship hour begins at 1045. Then we have another period of worship each Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We also meet each Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock for a midweek Bible study. We would be honored for you to visit any of our services. We cordially invite you to come and be with us any opportunity you have. Thank you so much for listening to the program this morning. Over the years, Christianity has had many enemies. Today, there are groups such as ISIS and Al-Qaeda, which oppose and persecute Christians. There are atheists and agnostics within our own country, who attack Christianity. Atheists are perhaps more vocal than ever. They lecture, they write their books, they do everything they can to destroy Christianity. But there has never been an enemy of Christianity more zealous than was Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was a fierce persecutor of the Lord's church. In Acts chapter 8, verse 3, Scripture says, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, hailing men and women, he committed them to prison. It mattered not if you were a man or a woman. If you were a Christian, Saul wanted to persecute you. He wanted to arrest you and put you into prison. In Acts chapter 22, verse 4, we find these words concerning Saul, And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prison both men and women. Saul of Tarsus was indeed a persecutor of the Lord's people. He was opposed to Christ and his cause. But on the occasion of Acts chapter 9, Saul's life was changed. It was on this occasion that Saul was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians. His plan was to go to Damascus, arrest Christians there, and bring them bound back to Jerusalem. But as he traveled on this occasion there was a bright light that beamed down from heaven. And that light was above the brightness of the noonday sun. And on this occasion, Saul was blinded by that light. And you remember, he heard a voice from heaven, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 5. You remember how that Saul was then led by the hand. He went into the city of Damascus. And later, 
a God-sent preacher named Ananias came to Saul and provided him with instruction from the Lord. And it was then that Saul obeyed the gospel, became a Christian, and began preaching Christ. But when Saul was blinded by the light as he traveled to persecute Christians, he saw clearly some things that he had never seen before. When I say that he saw some things, of course I understand that he could not see physically with his eyes, and yet he began to realize some things that he had never seen or realized before. I'm using the term saw in the sense that he understood some things. He perceived some things. He came to know some things that prior to this time he had not known. The things that Saul saw when he was blind are things that we all need to see today. These are things that we need to understand. So for just a few moments, I want to speak concerning things a blind man saw. The blind man was Saul of Tarsus, the one who went on to become the great Apostle Paul. Of course, Saul of Tarsus, after his conversion, was the Apostle Paul, the one who wrote a large portion of our New Testament. What are some things he saw when he was blind? What are some things that he understood then that you and I need to understand today? In the first place, when Saul was blinded by that light, he saw that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You remember in Acts chapter 9 and verse 4, we find the Lord speaking to Saul, 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 why persecutest thou me? And Saul asked, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Prior to this time, Saul believed that Jesus was an imposter. He did not believe that he was the promised Messiah of the Old Testament. But after he obeyed the gospel, he preached that Jesus is the Son of God. That's Acts 9 and verse 20. The scripture says, And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Yes, when Saul was blinded by the light from heaven, he understood for the very first time that Jesus was no imposter. Rather, Jesus is the Son of God. That is a very important truth that Saul came to realize, and it is an important point that we all need to understand. No sinner can be saved without believing this central truth, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus said, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. John 8, verse 24. Jesus put it very straight, didn't he? 
He said, unless we believe that he is who he claims to be, then we will die in our sins. We must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he is deity. There are those today who would affirm that Jesus was a good man. Others might say Jesus was a great moral teacher. Some might say Jesus was a philosopher, and others would admit that Jesus was a prophet. But, friend, Jesus was much more than a prophet. He was more than a great moral teacher. He was more than a good man. Jesus is the Son of God. We must be willing to believe and confess that. That is something that Saul came to realize when he was blinded by the light. But then another point that we see in Acts chapter 9, another thing that Saul came to see when he was blind, he saw that he was lost. For the very first time, Saul of Tarsus began to realize that he was lost, that he was a sinner. Now, prior to this time, he believed that he was very much saved, that he was actually serving the Lord. In Acts chapter 26, verse 9, we find Saul, who is now Paul, speaking about his conversion. And notice what he says, And I verily thought within myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Paul affirmed that he thought he was doing the right thing in persecuting Christ. He thought he was actually doing God a service in slaughtering Christians, in persecuting the church. He had a clean conscience as he did this. In Acts 23, verse 1, we find that Paul lived in all good conscience, he said, before God until this day. Acts 23 and verse 1. He was very sincere. He was deeply religious. He was convicted that he was doing the right thing, and yet Saul was a sinner. In 1 Timothy 1, verse 15, after his conversion, Paul declared this, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. We learn from this that Saul's sincerity did not save him. One can be religious, one can be sincere, and yet not be saved. And we'll, until one comes to realize that he is lost and that simply being sincere will not save, then there is no hope that that individual will change. There's no motivation to be saved until one realizes that he is lost, that sin damns the soul. Saul came to see clearly that he was lost without Christ. Many today believe that sincerity alone saves. As long as one is 
a good person, religious, honest, and sincere, then all is well. God is pleased. But we learn from Saul of Tarsus that that is not the case. Sincerity is certainly required, but more than sincerity is required. One must understand the truth, John 8, verse 32, because the truth makes us free. But then when Saul was blinded by the light, he also came to see that one must obey the gospel to be saved. One must obey the gospel to be saved. We find in Acts chapter 22 that Ananias, the God-sent preacher, came to Saul. And you remember Saul's question as he was traveling on the road to Damascus and was blinded by the light, he asked the Lord what to do. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Acts 9, verse 6. And Ananias gave Saul the answer to the question. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Acts 22, verse 16. There you have the answer that the preacher sent by God delivered. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Acts 9, 6. Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, Saul. That's the thing that he had to do. And that is precisely what Saul did, Acts 9, verse 18. He arose and was baptized. He was baptized for the remission of sins. Acts 2, verse 38, Acts 22, and verse 16. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. There you have the purpose for which Saul was baptized. And that shows that Saul's faith, that the prayers that he prayed prior to that time, and we know that he prayed, Acts 9, verse 11, he had been praying and fasting for three days before Ananias came, and yet he still wasn't saved. He was saved only when he obeyed the gospel. And so saying a prayer will not save. We hear often that one should say the sinner's prayer, and by saying a prayer, inviting Jesus into one's heart, then one can be saved. But Saul of Tarsus was not saved that way. He was not saved by saying a prayer. No, Ananias said to him, Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. He had been praying and fasting for three days, Acts 9 verse 11, yet he still had not called on the name of the Lord. He still had not obtained the forgiveness of his sins. These are some things Saul saw when he was blind. And friend, these are things that we all need to see today. We all need to understand that Jesus is who he claimed to be. He is the Son of God. We must understand that one without Christ is lost. And we must understand what one must do to obey the gospel. One must be obedient to the gospel to be saved, including the command to be baptized. These are things Saul saw, and these are things that we all need to see today. 
Thank you for listening to the program. This program is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Chapman Church of Christ. If you have Bible questions or comments, or if you would like to have a free audio copy of today's lesson, please contact us. You can write to us at Chapman Church of Christ, 250 County Road 550, Ripley, Mississippi, 38663. You can reach us by phone at area code 662-837-7012. You can find us online at chapmanchurch.com. Also, look for us on Facebook and YouTube. We're out of time for today. Please tune in next Sunday for another message from God's Word.